Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the With Joe Weeby podcast. Luke thinks I'm funny. Luke, we shitted on uh, productivity yesterday. <laughs> Lots of angry YouTubers and productivity channels have now gone out of business as a result of that <laughs> powerful episode. Now we're going to be putting out of business all the people who help others with goal setting, who rely on goal setting, who... I'm just playing with you. I love you guys. Um, the the context is Tim Ferriss for our work week is the inspiration for all of these. And Ferris has a alternative approach to goal setting. We did do an episode on fear setting, which was part of his alternative to goal setting. Like his, his TED talk was about that. If you remember, come of which episode it was maybe a week ago, define your fears, not your goals. If you've remembered from four hour work week, because I know you're familiar with the book, the concept of dreamlining mm. is probably what we'll get into. But I want to ask you first, be very honest. What is your current, like, I don't know, philosophy, your approach to goal setting? And then I'll share mine. I've taken a bit of a step back because I used to sort of try and set goals too far into the future. I kind of stopped doing that. Tim Ferriss hates that. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, because <laughs> I think I think it's very difficult to, like five and 10 year goals is is difficult, especially from a financial sense because then you you're too focused i found personally i'm too focused on not what i actually want to do and so, um more just trying to get a get an outcome for the sake of getting an outcome which is basically a lot of what we've already talked about but i would say i i do i like goal setting for running times like specific okay. running times, running times. yeah that's a good one but i haven't i haven't start i haven't been setting specific goals outside of that for the most part very good. Yeah. Very interesting. A lot to draw on there. My personal approach is I was in a group chat where everyone was like, there's some high, some pretty high achievers in this chat. New Year's was not too long ago. They were saying, what's one thing for the year that you're going to achieve, one milestone? And I was kind of being that kind of dickhead who was just refusing to kind of put something in, being the kind of very arrogant, self-professed guru that I am. Like, but goals are fruitless for me. Eventually, I just said, try and keep doing one podcast episode every day. And the reason is because I, I think the tendency is normally to set very tangible goals. And we've heard of SMART goals. Like, what does the SMART stand for again? I know M is measurable, A is achievable, whatever. It was so funny. I just found it so fruitless because so often things would just change. So firstly, you can't control numbers normally. You, you, are, you I like it for running. It's very actionable because you're trying to get to a certain time. The time is the quality of your run. Yeah. So that whole universe is contained within the time. For most other things, like we want to get this many students in the community, we want to get this many listener downloads on the podcast, we want to get this many email subscribers, we want to get this income by the time I'm a certain age, have this revenue target from a business. Those I find very, I find them very useless. Mm. I do the, the kind of caveat I put on that is as Peter Till says, better to have a bad plan than no plan. I think it depends on how you define a plan. Like obviously you can't be seeking to do nothing, but I very, I always kind of cite this James Clear quote, like true long-term thinking is goalless thinking. Because as soon as you lock in something, very tangible as a goal and you're like beelining towards that if you can visualize blinkers on a horse just zeroing in on that saying a million podcast downloads you immediately shut from your field of view the rest of the picture but the problem is the rest of the picture is reality 
And as you move towards a goal, if you imagine my whole thousand doors piece, you're going through a new room, right? Things change as you approach. You keep growing, the world keeps changing. Like for example, you have a goal, but then COVID happens. You have a goal, but then the GFC happens. You have a goal and then your wife gets pregnant or you know someone gets fired or whatever, your roommate moves out. Nature doesn't stop and wait for you to achieve your fucking goals. <laughs> the dynamic complexities in the universe and the mystery of the cosmos are not, you know, conspiring and, and passionate about you dropping five kilos by March. Like things just keep going and changing. It's like predicting the weather. Mm. The thing is you are still operating within that reality, but you do constrain your focus when you set goals that are far too narrow. And that is why, because for me, it actually constrains creativity a lot of the time. And you often, I often found myself getting really attached to something that was ultimately meaningless. Because mm. ultimately, you know, like f- failure is normally a pretty stupid thing to actually call something a failure. Because you never know if something was actually just meant to happen that way. You weren't meant to get X so that something better could happen. Like I always say, if my real estate business had flown off the handlebars and gone gangbusters, I wouldn't be doing this podcast and I wouldn't be doing constant student, I'd expect. By now, probably would have come later. I think that would be actually bad, right? And and books and stuff would have probably gotten delayed. So like the fact that it didn't happen, even though it was what I want, you know, sometimes the most dangerous thing you can get is what you wanted. How fucking crazy is that? Sometimes the most crazy, like... So many people in Hollywood movies and stuff who the setback actually moved them towards what they were meant to do. Mm. Right? So like so many, like I think of Eddie the Eagle. I think about like Nelson Mandela going to prison. I'm sure he didn't want to go to prison. That's probably what makes his story so powerful. Like you just keep Peter Thiel originally wanted to be a lawyer, didn't get in as a lawyer, then became one of the most prolific kind of entrepreneurial thinkers of his generation created PayPal and stuff. So it's like, what if people, what if the worst thing is you getting what you wanted? That's why I think Ferris is good because he talks about dreams, not goals. So if you under, if you remember from the book, do you remember what he says about goal setting in the book? I'm curious. Do you remember what he says about timeframes? Because you already touched on that. Timeframes, it was a, was a focus on a six or 12 month period. Yep. As opposed he, he to, didn't believe in going too much further than six no, months. because you, it's very difficult to. You're a different person. Predict. Yeah, it's it's very. You're a different person. Mm. I think we're kind of like snakes. Snakes shed their skin, the old skin, the new skin grows underneath until it's ready. The old one just drops off and it's just left there. It looks exactly the same, but it's hollow. And that is us. We live. We leave. And Gilly was telling me the other day that. When's the last time you were in your childhood home? He goes, if it was more than 15 years ago, you were only there in memory. Every cell in your body has changed by 15 years. You are physiologically different. You have no trace. And that's a metaphor. It's not even a metaphor. It's just a representation of that. You're a different person in a year. You know, I don't know what I'll be doing in a year. A year ago, I had no idea what this would look like. So the, the idea that you can kind of control it is just a fucking funny fantasy. <laughs> what, it, what about setting the wrong or the wrong metrics? Have you heard the, have you heard the, Boeing, the story about Boeing? 
when they I was watching I was watching a documentary last night actually and it was going it was going through one of their one of their planes that actually had sort of a sort of a fault in it and two of two of the planes crashed and it was as a result of well after a while it was it was it came out that more than likely it was a, as a result of lack of training but anyway it, it the documentary takes you back to when boeing used to set goals based on based on quality community they prided themselves on wow. taking no shortcuts nothing wow then the, this merger this merger happened ah and they it became a business loop became a business it literally became a business they set share price targets, targets. so the goal was that's moving the, the share death, price my friend yeah move the share the price and they tracked back and they actually showed like or they changed the internal culture they changed everything which shifted the way that these people worked and actually resulted in almost a massive decline people inevitably lives. cost people lives the folk the focus when you're building airplanes should not be the share price gilly gilly says because he's obviously older. For context, Gilly is our good friend and he's 74, had a great law career. And he says, you could tell when the bean counters came into the business in the law world. <laughs> he goes, because it took over the cultures. He goes, it wasn't necessarily like that before. Governments and everything. You know, people got to understand. I was trying to say this slowly. Even if it's an individual or company, a system will always be a product of its highest priority. The highest priority will always piss off any other thing you care about out of the way. So if you really care about getting to the share price, you will, you will compromise integrity. You will compromise personal ethics. You will compromise family life. They and compromise. anything else, it doesn't mean you don't value them, but the highest value always wins. They, yeah, they they recounted how they talked about the share price in every every sort of meeting, and it sort of, it literally revolved around it. And I mean, it was probably more of a like this is just one perspective from the documentary, yep. but it was probably more of a gradual shift whereby they might not have realized. It's sneaky, oh um, my! But all the staff talked about how they started cutting corners. They started just gradually. The Titanic. Mm. I found it really fascinating. It goes back to, oh, it's, it, this was clear to me from the nonprofit experiences. So, you know, the people listening to this aren't necessarily leading these big organizations yet. A lot of them are younger, right? And I will, the caveat on this is that first consistency is actually normally what most people need when they want to have this exponential sort of career, more self-defined life path. Like Liam Hounsell, you know, 12 videos in 12 weeks was this challenge he was doing when I first met him. And that's good for the confidence that, yes, I can actually do this thing. I've built the momentum doing like building a gym routine. Those really like tangible, specific, numerical goals, great on the very, very simple level when you're very, very early in any particular journey. Like four blog posts in four weeks, your first six podcast episodes, make the goal six episodes, not the highest quality episodes at the start. You just need to get fucking. But after that, my current thinking is that for most people, then you want to discard any sort of vanity, anything that could remotely look like a vanity metric, which is basically anything that just makes you feel good, but doesn't actually mean anything. Like podcast listeners, would I rather have mm. 100 podcast listeners who get a deep transformation or 100,000 people who listen to the first 10 seconds and then stop? 
But even then, you don't have enough information. Because if I need to use the podcast to drive traffic to something like Constant Student or something, it's probably it's actually neither of those two things, if that's the purpose. So it's hyper-specific. I make sure we do unpack a bit about actual dreamlining from Tim Ferriss. Like, they're not the end of the world, but I... <laughs> My argument is that people like Einstein, Steve Jobs, Coco Chanel, Oprah Winfrey, Da Vinci, I just can't see them having quarterly targets. Hmm. <laughs> I can't see them having like a, a vision board. Like, I don't, oh, maybe a vision board actually, but I just can't see them having like that, that carefully deconstructed. I'm going to do this many posts of this time frame. I'm going to hear, you know, it can be like a bit of a limiter. So... Yeah, dreamlining is that shift away from ambiguous goals to defined steps. So you see immediately that's way kind of more, it's just more airtight, right? The goals have to be unrealistic, Ferris says, and I love that. I love bigger picture visions. Dreams, not goals. Like, fuck goals, have dreams. Why have a goal when you can have a dream? You have to give yourself permission to be that sort of person. So be unrealistic in the dream. But then he says, basically, you've got to have the simple, the, the, the steps actually have to be simple and realistic kind of, which is a beautiful balance. Like, personally, I think it was unrealistic to launch our A10 and Lost book without like an audience and an email list and stuff like that. Like, eventually, you have to think about what your dream is. And when you think about dreams, not fucking goals, you start to overcome the templated advice because you're more able to see what, what's specific to your situation. And again, it does depend on some people, what they think of as a goal is actually a dream. So the language goals can mean fucking anything. I think Louisa, another community member says like, yeah, I, I think of goals like a, what's in the, a lighthouse, like a beacon, like it's just the general direction you got to go. Mm. It's kind of like you got to open a door, but after that things can still change. But you, do, you have to head in a direction. That's, that should be obvious. Hopefully, I don't need to clarify that. But that can be a good visual. But I really love that. Like, if you don't have a dream, you know, like, that's the first step. Like, you've got to have a dream. And if you don't, like, don't panic. As Gilly would say, work. Find interesting work. Find things that are, like, stimulating, that help you meet new people, that give you lots of skills. Because everything you do in the meantime is just hopefully position you closer to where you might find or develop something like a dream. And a dream for some people might be changing the world. A dream for other people might be running in the Olympics. A dream for other people might be traveling. A dream for other people might be simple, peaceful family life. And they all sound great as long as they sound great to you. So that's a lot there. Any, anything to clarify in that, Luke, do you think? Anything that could easily be misinterpreted or misconstrued? I'll just say one of the biggest things is goals are – goals in themselves are not good or bad. They're, they're, the problem is they're so subjective and the, the variable or the, the metric you're using doesn't – is not really optimized for sort of a purpose or a why or a meaning that's 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 the problem but if that if they're getting you towards you know something that is meaningful to you or sort of benefits yourself the community 
stuff like that, like you described before, it might be more beneficial. But that's that's all I can think of to to summarize. Yeah, and like I, you know, I always think like, all right, maybe the goal is uh, what we need revenue in a business, right? Like the constant student, so it's still a business, right? So mm. you need revenue, you need to pay bills, all right. And it's good to clarify what that is in your numbers, but numbers can be dangerous. But always think, good to know the numbers, but if I say we need to earn this much, how much does that actually influence the ability? Like, if we could earn more or overshoot the goal, does that mean we're going to stop at uh, a given number? Like, are we going to try harder or, or less hard? So I think clarity is important. Mm. And that's more important than a target, say. If the target helps create the clarity, maybe maybe so be it. But yeah, I think numbers just, I think just be careful with numbers. It's not easy to distinguish, like the Boeing example, selling more. Sneaks up on you. Selling more planes might be you're putting more, you're putting more fantastic aircraft into the world, for example, that's going to sort of bring us all closer together. Well, you can it's, think it's, of it. It's the five whys though. It's the five whys. Like, all right, well, why do we need more aircraft in the world? Mm. It's like, oh, well, if people can travel, they can do this right see more things what like why do people need to see more things like you got to be careful stopping at a surface level mm. explanation for something because you got one life well, you got a certain amount of time and i think you don't want to overanalyze you don't want to overanalyze but you don't like are we want to sometimes there'll be a better way to do the thing that's at the bottom the why the, the why when you watch the end of it i'm just sorry because i watched it last night yeah, yeah, it turns yeah. out well, a big factor was Airbus was taking over market share. Ah, competition. <laughs> We're coming yeah. back to Peter Thiel when you talk about competition. Because when you start competing, you end up actually competing to be like everyone else. Hmm. Instead of leaning into what makes you unique. It's it's away from authenticity. Yeah. Like you wouldn't no one starts a company thinking about the share price. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, shareholder that's, value. That's enough of that. But I think the takeaways were, I guess, you know, short term, you can be more specific. But goals is a dangerous, not dangerous word, but can mean anything. People use yep. it for all sorts of things. But the big words I took away were dreams, are the overall, and deep why, like the five whys, and then steps. Because steps is like, makes you think that it's connecting to the dream. Dreams are unrealistic, steps realistic. Those are my takeaways. Every week, just hit to the description um, for this episode and click the Everything Joe link. You can sign up to the Dorman newsletter. We just get the summary once a week of the best episode of the podcast and a bit of a breakdown on it. It's a bit simpler. But otherwise, we'll be back again tomorrow. And what are we going over tomorrow, Luke? What are we going over tomorrow? What do we got? Ooh, eight ways to 80-20 your life from the four-hour work week. Okay, excited. Well, I'll see you there for that. Thank you.